There were some uh, mistakes that Tannehill made, but they also just uh, as a group, they weren't able to, to move the ball well. So uh, that doesn't come down to one person. It's everybody. Welcome in to the Titans 10. I'm your host, Easton Freeze, broadcaster and writer with Broadway Sports Media and the 440 Podcast Network. This is the Titans 10 for Wednesday, November the 24th. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to everybody. Today, we've got our Titans Talk Week 12 episode for you. We've got a great guest, Teron Davenport from ESPN and ESPN NFL Nation, covering the Titans here in town. You know him, you love him. If you follow the Titans, you're aware of Teron. He does really great work over there at ESPN. Was really thankful to him for giving us a little bit of his time talking about the Titans this week heading up to Foxborough. A really, really tough spot for him. Talking about this team rebounding off of that bad New England, or excuse me, that bad Houston loss and going to New England to try to get a win in a tough spot. Before we get into the interview, which I think you're really going to enjoy, just a reminder, if you had been listening to this show on the Football and Other F-Words podcast feed, uh, I guess you're not listening to it right now. You're not hearing the sound of my voice now because we're not on that feed anymore. Uh, Big thanks to Zach Lyons and Mr. Lebowski over there for letting us launch the show and uh, share our show with that audience. I'm sure many of you came to the show from that show. Love the show that those guys put on over there. But now, you know, five weeks in, we now have got our own uh, audience, our own base of fans for the Titans 10. So we're only on here for now. We'll we'll do some, you know, some spots in places, probably mix and match some bonus episodes, uh, different Broadway sports media podcasts, putting different shows on different people's feeds. But... Uh, For the most part, it's just going to be here. So hopefully you're subscribed. Please rate and review. Uh, I mentioned if you leave a rate and a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, I think I'm going to shout out some people. So if you leave a review, especially if it's funny or witty uh, or or just tickles my fancy, uh, I'll probably read it on the show and shout you out. So go ahead and do that. It's really helpful to us when you leave those for us. Uh, Also, tomorrow, the... Thursday episode, because I don't expect anybody to be downloading podcasts on Thanksgiving, uh, hopefully you're going to be stuffing your face and watching football and spending time with family. So we're going to skip Thursday's show. Friday's show, the preview for week 12, will be at its regularly scheduled time. So enjoy today's show, and I will talk to you again on Friday. All right, guys, let's welcome in Teron Davenport from ESPN. He's the ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Tennessee Titans. Teron, how you doing this morning? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. So let's talk a little bit about the Titans. There's plenty to talk about today coming off of that loss to the Texans. You know, there's a lot of questions that this team has, has given us in this game that I think many expected to get a lot of answers from. Ryan Tannehill is the big hot topic from this game. Many are pointing towards him as the reason this game was lost. Do you think all of the blame lies with him, or is there more deeply rooted issues with this team right now? No, I don't think it all lies with him, but he has a good share of the responsibility. I think at the end of the day, they just offensively, they're just inefficient. And there were some uh, mistakes that Tannehill made, but they also just uh, as a group, they weren't able to, to move the ball well. So uh, that doesn't come down to one person. It's everybody. 
Right. And it's interesting, you know, we were looking in this game for them to be able to produce offensively after the the first two games without Derrick Henry, they were only able to put up 200 ish yards in offensive production. And in this game, they wildly outgained the Texans put up over 400 yards of offense, but you know, any team loses the turnover battle negative five and that's, that's rough sledding. It's, it's going to be hard pressed to win any game when you have so many turnovers what do you think is the biggest concern with this team going forward? Do you think, you know, Ryan Tannehill's, uh, you know, turnover issue, his his inability to to play from behind, if, if that's something that you necessarily believe is the case? Or do you think, you know, this roster just being so laughably depleted at this point is going to bite them in the, in the stretch here? Well, I think it's it's bigger on the roster being depleted. I mean, I'm not going to say Tannehill cannot play from behind. I mean, that's kind of tough to say for a guy who has since 2019 one of the most uh come from behind uh drives so i i'm not going to go there with it but it's just when you have all these guys hurt no julio jones you know aj brown is out marcus johnson is out you're down to you know des fitzpatrick who made a couple plays and westbrook and kenny as as your primary receivers is going to be tough even you know, with Adrian Peterson and, and Foreman and Hilliard, you know, in the backfield, I mean, they just, they are really depleted talent wise. And it's just to the point where it, it is starting to impact this. So that's something that really can only be helped with, with time and rest and, and hopefully for their sake, they'll be able to get some of these guys back. We'll see what AJ Brown's situation is and how that works out. But I mean, overall, it, it's just offensively, they're just not getting it done. And there's just a lot of reasons for it. Right. And I agree. I think the narrative around Tannehill's inability to come from behind is is easily disproven by what you said. He he comes from behind statistically more than most any other quarterback in the league. And, you know, when he's in a game like this, when he has to throw north of 50 times, that's just not the way the Titans have been able to win football games lately. Let's talk about those running backs. So you've got Peterson and Hilliard and Foreman back there in yesterday's game. In my opinion, Peterson's kind of the odd man out there. What do you make of his his time with the team so far. Yeah, well, they're trying to have him be their short yardage back and that kind of backfired a couple of times uh, yesterday. So uh, that's really what it is. They're trying to settle guys into roles. I, I think Hilliard out of all the guys ran the best yesterday. And I don't think there's really a discussion there. Um, he had a, a one less carry than Deontay Foreman, who everybody is continuously pushing but he had, uh, I think it was like 10 more yards. So right, he did, yeah. I, I, I understand what they did yesterday going with the hot hand. He had the hotter hand. So it just is a situation where these guys are just settling into the roles. It's a committee approach. That's really the bottom line. And, and at some point, I would imagine somebody's going to emerge, but no one has really done that yet. Well, and I I'd imagine you'd agree that really, you know, as in a in a committee situation like this, when there's not a star running back, behind the offensive line, it really is on the line to run block more than anything else, right? If they don't continue to do a good or start doing a better job uh, run blocking, then I'm not sure you're going to find much success in the run game at all. Yeah, I mean, I think they did a solid job run blocking. I mean, there were a couple of times where Peterson got hit behind the line of scrimmage, but for the most part, I think the offensive line, they they blocked fine. And uh, I mean, really, and that's, that's kind of a, a thing that I think gets really confused is, you know, the offensive line, they block well, you know, at that initial level. And granted, if, if they are able to combo up to the second level and those type of things, it definitely will help. But for the most part, once you get to the second level, you know, it, it's kind of on the running back to, to make it happen. And uh, that's where Derrick Henry 
really separated himself from every other running back, mm. maybe other than Jonathan Taylor in the league, and they're really missing that. Whereas you'll have a 15-yard run or a 10-yard run, five-yard run by one of these guys, but that could very well have been a house call by Derrick Henry. And I think that's where the running back position and, and, and the talent of a running back is devalued and and, and completely misunderstood. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the offensive line, they definitely help. Uh, they need to block well regardless of who, whoever's back there. But it's up to the back to, to, you know, figuratively get that meat off of the bone, right? Not not leave it on there. Right. I think that's a really great point. So let's, let's jump to the other side of the ball. You know, the Titans' defense, the two weeks coming into this past game, had really been carrying this team uh, and they they'd stepped up in a big way, especially as, as compared to what the expectations were for them coming off of a really bad 2020 season, you know, they, they had an all right game yesterday. I think from my, from my perspective, they let a, a really bad Texans offensive line push them around a little bit too much. And, you know, the pass rush that had been the, the centerpiece of that defense was not as prominent in that game. Now I, I don't know how much you can contribute that to when you're playing a mobile quarterback like Tyrod Taylor, they have to go back to that capture, not kill mentality that they talk about, right? You can't just go, go pin your ears back and, and go after a guy like Matthew Stafford uh, or, or uh, Trevor Simeon, you know, those guys aren't nearly as mobile as Tyrod Taylor. So it's probably a different approach they're taking. What did you make of the defense's performance yesterday? Well, yeah, I mean, the Texans moved the pocket a lot and they, they did a good job of keeping Tyler Taylor out of harm's way. And I, I mean, I'm not going to get down on the defense. There were a couple of drives that, you know, left some to be desired. And, and yeah, they didn't get sacks. But I think you have to look at the fact that this is a defense that was pinned inside their own 10 yard line twice. Right. And I don't care if you're the 85 Bears, the, the <laughs> 2000, what was it, the 2001 Titans defense or mm-hmm. any defense like that, you're going to give up some points there. And I think that's what you have to look at. And uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't get sacks. You know, they did a bad job of containing uh, Tyra Taylor, which, you know, something going into that game I said was going to be frustrating for them when you defend a play. You know, they had a couple plays really defended well. But the only thing was Taylor made it 11 on 11 football and, and right. he was able to break the pocket and, and run for a touchdown and, and it's deflating or even run for a first down on another drive. So those are the things where, where they really had the issue. Uh, I don't think it was horrible defense, uh, honestly, but it was situational where they were put in bad uh, uh, positions, you know, like I said, being pinned inside the 10 yard line twice. Right. I, I, I definitely think that's, good perspective no defense is going to succeed when you're when you're set up to fail like that so Teron let's look let's look forward to this week's game heading to Foxborough uh, a really big game now in terms of playoff implications seeding implications the Patriots take the one seed from the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East they're now just one game back of the Titans in the race for the one seed this game could ultimately be the difference between whether or not the Titans have a chance at that one seed or not, you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, uh, they're incredibly beat up right now. Obviously they're, they're missing a number of massive players. It looks like it's a very real possibility that they'll go into Foxborough without their top three wide receivers. Do you think, what, how do you, how do you see this game going and what do you think the Titans will have to do in order to succeed against, you know, a really smart coaching staff up there in new England? 
Yeah, it's going to be a tough, hard-fought game. Two physical football teams, defense-oriented, I think, for the Titans. What they have to do is just figure out ways to match hands with Mac Jones at the line of scrimmage. You know, there's a lot of quick passing, timing. It's very similar to what they used to do with, with, with Brady, you know, before he evolved into a, a high-volume, you know, down-the-field uh, passer. You got to match hands, right, at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage when he you can't get home. Mac Jones raises his hand. You got to raise your hand and, and deflect the ball at the line of scrimmage. I think it's important to come up and jam the receivers, get physical with them. And you have to be able to, you know, knock off the timing because it's a very rhythmic passing game. So that's really what it boils down to on, on defense. Offensively, man, you just got to, I, I I don't even know what they, they need to do. I mean, it, I, I would imagine, you know, get the tight ends involved a little bit more, something, but it, it's hard to say, you know, not knowing, how they're going to be able to uh, approach this game personnel-wise, whether right. A.J. Brown is going to play or not. Marcus Johnson, you know, the hamstring, that's something to to think about. And it's just they are very shorthanded. So I think really it's going to come down to just trying to put together drives. Uh, running the football is going to be tough against that Patriots team. They're very sound as well. So it's, it's going to be about capitalizing. You know, you get that one mistake, you got to take advantage of it. And I, I think field position is going to be critical and and – it's just, you know, fundamental football. That's really what it boils down to. Right. Well, Teron, thank you so much for joining the show today. I really appreciate you giving us some of your time. Again, he's Teron Davenport of ESPN NFL Nation. Check him out on Twitter on ESPN. You can find him doing great work covering the Titans. Teron, thanks. Have a great day. No problem. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Listen, I know every show you've ever listened to has asked you to do that, and you don't. I get it. I'm guilty of it, too. But not every show you listen to is brand new and trying to get off the ground like we are. So please, it'll help so, so much if you go rate and review and subscribe to the show. Actually, go do it. Thank you in advance. We love a good grassroots effort over here at the Titans 10. And I know you've got a bunch of friends and family who follow the Titans. I know you do. So please, send them this show. And don't just tell them about it. Share the show with them over text. Send it to them. Tell them how much they need it in their lives because, of course, they definitely do. All press conference audio in this episode is from TennesseeTitans.com, so thank you to them for providing that for us. Follow me at Easton Freeze and the show at the Titans 10 BSM. That's at the Titans 10BSM on Twitter to keep up with all of my football coverage and get show updates. Make sure to check out me and my talented colleagues over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com for all things Tennessee sports. We've got a great team of writers as well as a great podcast network with new content five days a week for you to consume. All right, that's going to do it for today. I am your host, Easton Freeze, and this has been the Titans 10. Titans 10.